Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Thank you for your goodness and your mercy. Father God, in the name of Jesus. And in the double shine, the power of the Holy Ghost, we thank you for another day, opportunity to come before your throne of grace. Thank you, Lord God, for waking us up in our right mind and starting us on our way. We praise you, God, for each and every one that's on this prayer line this morning, that we are coming together, ready to hear words from heaven. We praise you and we lift you up, Lord God, and we thank you for our apostle and our first lady this morning. We thank you for all that you've done and doing in their life. Thank you for blessing them everywhere in their lives. We thank you for blessing their household. And God, we just pray for everyone, God, everyone that is carrying your word this morning, everyone that is called out by your name. We praise you, Lord God, that we want to lift you up and be witnesses in this world. We want to be a light, God, that shine in darkness. Lord, we just praise you for all that you've done. We thank you, Lord, for this hour that we're in, in the time that we're in. We see, Lord God, all the things that are happening. But yet, God, we're not disturbed. We know, God, that you said it, and, God, you already repaired it. But, God, we just pray mightily for this world today. Lord, there's so much that has been said and done and that is being released from the enemy. God, they're talking about the chips even greater that they want to plant in mankind. But we know, God, we refuse that in the name of Jesus because you, Father God, is going to take care of your children. We can depend and trust you, God, in the midst of the storm, in the midst of all this tragedy, all this that has happened. We can depend on you because we completely put our confidence in you, Father. We just praise you, Lord God, that you've given us a voice to cry out in this time. Crying out and let the people know there's a way. There's a way that you can come out of this tragedy and all this pain and hurt. And God, we pray that you will use us to be these vessels. We ask you, God, to regulate our minds. Let us release these thoughts in this mind, the old man, and have the mind of Christ. And we can function accordingly to your plan because we know you already made a way. You already made the crooked road straight that we can walk this path by the Holy Spirit. We thank you, Lord God, as we take and eat of your word each and every day. The more we begin to grow, the more we see ourselves and how we must die to ourselves. As we lay down ourselves under the power of the Holy Ghost, that you will rise up in us and that you will do the work that has to be done. We're just the vessels that you're taking out to be used to draw souls unto yourself. And we appreciate it, Lord God. We thank you, Lord God, that you give us the chance today, Lord God, to love, to send love, and to give love to those, Lord God, that don't know, that don't know that you have a pure love, the agape love, from the heart, God, 
and looking beyond all our faults and sins and transgressions. Lord, look behind all of that and see the heart of mankind. You know, Lord God, and we want to be like Jesus. We want to be examples to walk this world, God. And as we walk and we allow Jesus to lead us, we ain't going to those places, God, that people are crying out, people are down in the gutter. Lord, we want to pull them and grab them and say, come. God made a way for you to know who he is. We are not of this world, Father God. You have told us, your people, we came out of this darkness. So we thought to be a light. We want to be able to go and speak your word. We want you to heal through us, deliver through us, set the captives free. We are eagerly and willing to do this, Father God. Each and every day as we speak, your Lord God, you're teaching us more and more how we get in your word and read your word. And your word is becoming a part of us. We praise you, Lord God, for this. And as you allow your word to take root in us, it will come out at the right appointed time. We'll be able to touch that one that needs it, Father God. We praise you, Lord God, if we're not alone, God. We're one in the body of Christ. We'll help us one another. We thank you for that, Lord God, as we go together as soldiers in the army of the Lord Jesus Christ. We go on fighting a good fight of faith. We're standing, Lord God, willing, oh God. We know that we're not alone because we have your spirit, oh God. And we call upon your name. We call it out and we call the name of Jesus. Demons shall tremble and flee in the name of Jesus. And we praise you. We know that we of ourselves can do nothing. But we know that we can do all things through Christ Jesus, which strengthen us and give us the power to tread over every demon in the name of Jesus. And we praise you, Lord God. We thank you for our minds being renewed, Lord God. This week, God, did we hear so much, God. And people I'm talking to, God, and I'm sure others that we're talking to, Lord, we hear about the mind. God, we need our minds stable. But you said he that keeps his mind stable on you, you shall keep him in perfect peace. We need your peace, Lord God, right now in the name of Jesus. We want you to have your perfect will done in our lives. We praise you, God, for all that you've done in our children, God. We see the changes, oh God. We see the changes, oh God, because you said you'll save our whole household even those from afar. And I thank you hearing the good report, oh God, from different loved ones, oh God. Lord, even in the news, Lord God, people being raised up, oh God, from this corona, God. And we know this is just a little thing, God. We know that there ain't nothing to you to raise them up, oh God, in the name of Jesus. And we appreciate you for doing that, Father God. We appreciate you, oh God, that's moving accordingly to your spirit, Father God, as we pray. As we seek your faith daily, as we deny ourselves, as we humble ourselves, then we'll hear what you have to say, Lord God, and we'll be able to go forth even greater. We'll do the work that you have called us to do. And as we walk, Lord God, we know you are directing and you are guiding our steps, Lord God, for the things that are happening, oh God. So much, oh God, you're hearing. But I thank you, Lord God, you're giving us peace because if we pray, God, you'll move, you'll deliver, you'll be merciful, God. Because, Lord, we thank you for when we began in sin, you had someone praying for us. And we thank you for that, oh God, that when you called us, we came. You called us and we came, so we thank you, Lord. We want to be also the people that are praying for that one that don't know you. All around this world, it doesn't matter. 
what country God. We want to be the vessel praying for a soul to know that Jesus Christ is the only way. Jesus Christ is the way. There is no other way. And we thank you and you shanda because all you have already done for mankind. Lord, you said when we were yet in our sins, before we were even born, God, you repaired yourself a body. There was a lamb slain before the family of the world. You already paid the price that anyone that want to come, come out of darkness, come out of the world, for there's nothing in the world but the pride of life, lust of the flesh, and lust of the of the mind. And we thank you for that, God, that you're bringing people out because they're lost, but they have a way because Jesus paid the price. We thank you, Lord God. And as your word go forth today, Father God, our hearts are ready. Our hearts are open to receive it. And we take it, God, and we apply it. And as we apply, we will grow thereby. We will begin to grow with leaps and bounds. We thank you for saving the adorable shunner to the utmost, oh God. In the name of Jesus, we thank you for deliverance, oh God. God, we thank you for doing it, Father God. Lord God, delivering and setting the captives free, Father God, all around this world. And as the body of Christ come together, praying and seeking your faith, and as we grow and develop and get stronger, because we know that you're coming back for us, oh, Father God, and we want to be ready. We want to complete everything you called us to do. For as we walk this place in you, oh, God, you would lead us, oh, God, to those, oh, God, that don't know you. We praise you, oh, God, for our children, 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 God. We pray for their lives right now. We ask you to lead them, Lord God, those that are going away to school, those that are going to different areas in, our, in their lives, Father God. We ask you to watch over them, the shun the ones that are moving out of the house and going forth in their own lives. We ask you because we have trained them up in the way they should go, that they won't depart. They're going to have that word, and they're going to take that word, and they're going to abide it to their lives. And as parents, Lord, we are not the best, God, but we do accordingly what you said. And thank you for filling in, God, when we lack and when we fail, God. We praise you, Lord Jesus, for that. And we thank you for it. Hallelujah. We just thank you, Lord God, for those that are seeking you right now, God, that want to know who you are, Lord, those that want to grow more in the spirit, those that want to walk with you, Lord Jesus. We thank you, Father God. We thank you, Lord God, that you're sending your word, Lord God. We ask you to move in the government, Lord Jesus, so crooked, Lord God. So much is going on in the government, God. We ask you to move, God, in the name of Jesus, we ask you to move, oh God, upon our president, Lord God Almighty. God, save his soul because he is a soul. God, deliver him free because we know it's the wicked one that is influencing him in the name of Jesus. And God, go in the White House, oh God, in the name of Jesus. Send your people, God. Send your people, Lord God, because you have people in that area, Lord God, that you place. And as they pray, God, all the wickedness will be broken. We praise you, O oh God, as you look down and see, God. You see the destruction and all the sinful ways of this world, God. But you have given us 
to stand in the gap. You've given us to go tell the world. They don't have to live like this because you can deliver and set them free. If they're willing, they can come. If they ask, you'll save And we thank you, Lord God. We want to be those ones, oh God, to be soul winners. We want to go out and live right before the people. Lord, we know it's a lot of things that have to fall off of us, but the more we continue to seek you, the more they will die. These things in our life that will hinder us, we know as we continue to pray and stay before you, Lord God, they will fall off. But as we walk and depend on you to lead us, and teach us, oh God, how to go forth and how to speak. We thank for the wisdom. We pray to you for your wisdom, oh God, and how to present the knowledge and your word that you've given us. We want to give a word of love and kindness and rebuke when it's time to rebuke with love, God. And we praise you for that, God, for moving. Move, oh God. Fill this place, oh God, where we are right now in the spirit. Fill it with your anointing. Fill it with your spirit of unity, God, in the name of Jesus. And we praise you for the victory, Lord God. We praise you for the victory that we have in Jesus. We thank you, Lord God, that you said that we are more than any conqueror. We are more than conquerors. In Christ Jesus, and we praise you, Lord God. We just thank you, Lord God. So have your way. Have your way in our lives. Have your way in every era of our lives. And we thank you for the joy, God. You have given us joy, full of joy, full of joy. We thank you for your joy in the midst of it all. We thank you, Lord God, for all that you've done, even now, God, how you frame our minds, God. God, we thank you for you bringing us into a place of reality of what is really happening, and we know how to seek you in prayer, and thank you for doing the work that has to be done, and we're willing. We're willing to yield. We're willing to be used by your spirit. And we know, God, if you use us, salvation will come to many, many souls in the name of Jesus. We praise you and thank you for God. allowing us to see another day, God. Allow us to open our mouths and give you the praise and glory. <clears throat> that is, do your name. And we praise you and thank you for your will being done in our lives. So let your word come forth mightily. And we receive it with thanksgiving. In the precious, wonderful name of our Lord, Savior, Jesus Christ, we do pray. Thank you. Well, God bless you. Well, God bless you. Good morning to all of you. Hey, beloved, this is Apostle Greek, Keith Brooks. Hey, greetings in the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus the Christ. There is none like our God. There is none like him. All of the gods of the earth. There is only one Lord of Lord and one King of King, and that is Jesus Christ, our Lord. Hey, let's continue on in prayer, and then we'll get to the Word of God, and we'll talk to you. Father, pray, Father, in the holy and righteous name of the Lord Jesus Christ, again, we thank you for another day and another opportunity to share your goodness, your kindness, and your mercy. Thank you, Father, for forgiveness for all of our sins and transgression and iniquity. Father, we just team up in prayer that your word will be gold shod 
that we overrun thee, that your word will go forth and heal and deliver and set free those that are bound, those that are in need, those that are in need of leading and guidings of your Holy Spirit. Thank you, Father, for forgiveness. Now, God, cover me in thy blood. Fill my mouth with blood that I'll speak life, health, strength, and power and direction unto thy people. Cover the heart, Isha. Cover the hearts. Cover the minds. Cover the lives of those that you have claimed and saved from the foundation of the world. Now, God, we thank you. Holy Spirit, we ask you to have your way. Use it for thy glory and for thy kingdom's sake. In the wonderful and matchless name of the Lord Jesus Christ, we do pray. And all of the hearts of God's people shout amen and amen. Hey, beloved, on this morning, we're going to be preaching and teaching from the Gospel of St. John. I'm asking you to go there, and let's hear the word of the Lord. And I believe God has something to say to all of us, because in the Gospel of John, John was a very precious disciple to Jesus Christ. Not only was John chosen as an apostle and as an evangelist, but he was a native of Messiah. Uh, in Galilee, the son of Zebedee is alone. Now listen to me carefully because the gospel of John speaks of power to the hearts of God's people. John did not worry about all the genealogy of Jesus and trying to prove to us that he was the son of God. He knew without a doubt. So he went into the scriptures immediately by saying, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. In other words, John said, I want to start from the top, and I want to tell you about who Jesus Christ really is. He was chosen by Jesus to take care of his mother. Now, I want you to set the mind tone to understand who John really is, the youngest of all disciples. And after he had taken Mary in, uh, the, the text of theology always said that John kept her about 15 years after the death of Jesus on the crucifixion or the, the exaction of Jesus. Don't bother me, that one. Listen to me carefully because John brings something to us that most of the apostles did not bring. He brought the love of Jesus Christ to our heart. So when the story began, I want to share with you today it's going to help your life and mind to understand the power of who God really is for us. Now listen to me, because when you begin to dissect what the Word of God is saying, you find the truth of God in it. Here's where we start in chapter 4, beginning in verse number 1. We're just going to do some teaching today. I want you to do something in your life that's going to be concrete for the days to come. Here's what the Word of the Lord said. When therefore the Lord knew how the Pharisees had heard that Jesus made and baptized more disciples than John. Though Jesus himself baptized not, but his disciples. He left Judea and departed again into Galilee. He must need go through Samaritan. I want to stop there for a moment because this is the providence of God, and this is saying something to you and I. No matter where we are, God is going to locate you to bless your life. God is going to make sure that the path of the Holy Spirit and you will cross at the perfect time in your life. I don't want you to press yourself to try to make yourself be blessed or to gather the blessings of God. This is the providence of God that works in all mankind. 
he must needs go through Samaritan. Why? Because there's an appointment that he have with a Samaritan woman there. Like when I, the message going to be entitled today, there's a turn in the story. There is a turn in the story. Now follow me. Then cometh he to the city of Samaritan, which is called Sychar, or Sychar, near the parcel ground that Jacob gave to his son Joseph. Now Jacob well was there. Jesus, therefore, being weary, I want you to get that word weary, because the word weary in the Greek comes from the Greek word hapasio, which means I am tired of fatigue. It's the application of being worn out by work. In other words, he's saying ministry will take a toll on your life. Jesus, the Son of God, simplifying the humanity side, that ministry will take a toll on your life. There's been many days in our life as ministers we've been woe out. Let's use the term burnout. And we just keep pressing because we don't want to be a failure in God. But even Jesus got to the place that he was weary with his journey. Why? Because ministry carries a burden. It carries heaviness. So watch what the story has to say. He said that's on a well, and it was about the sixth hour, about 12 o'clock noon. And there coming a woman of Samaritan to draw water. Jesus said unto her, give me to drink. Watch this. You and I both know that Samaritan and Jews had no dealings. But when God is ready to change or turn a story, no matter where you are and what you're doing and who you are, God's going to intervene in your life. It's 12 o'clock noon. Jesus is weary and he's thirsty. He needs a drink of water. Now watch this because watch how the story has a twist in it. For his disciples was gone away to the city of bite. That's providence. Why is that? Because when Jesus would have asked for a drink of water, if the disciples would have been present, they would have got Jesus some water. He don't need them there. He don't need their criticism. He don't need the undercurrent of the gossip. That the disciples would gather, why is the Messiah, the rabbi, talking with a woman? You remember the Apostle Paul wrote in the book of 1 Corinthians that if a woman wanted to know anything, she was to ask her husband at home. She was to keep silence in the church. Well, so was the law with the rabbi. They were never to talk to a woman or their daughter or their wife in public. So for a rabbi to talk to a woman would cause confusion about the law. So the disciples were sent away to buy meat. Let's look at the story. 
Because this story has a power to it that correlates with your life and mine. Then said the woman, a Samaritan unto him, How is it that thou, being a Jew, ask drink of me, which am a woman of Samaritan? The Jews have no dealings with the Samaritans. Have no intersection of intercourse, of conversation, or dealings. We have nothing in common. So why are you asking me for a drink of water? There's a turn in the story that's going to turn your life and my life to greater things with God. Then said the woman of Samaritan, how is it? How dare you ask me for a drink of water? How dare you approach me? You are Jew. Racism has been here for years. You ever studied the Declaration of Independence? Supposed to have been given over 200 years or so ago. It says that we hold these truths to be self-evident that all men were created equal. That they were endowed by their creator with certain unalienable rights. That among these are life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. Now watch this. This is for us. July the 4th, 1773. But wait a minute. How in the world can this thing still exist? There must be a turn of the story somewhere. Let's read it. Verse number 10. Jesus answered and said unto her, If thou knewest the gift of God and who it is that says unto thee, What is the gift of God? It is the Holy Spirit. You remember when Peter, in the book of Acts, rebuked Simon the sorcerer? He thought that he could give money to the disciples so that they would give him the gift of the Holy Spirit. He said, you and your money both will perish. What Jesus is saying to an unbeliever, if you knew who it was that talked to you, if we only know the voice of the Holy Spirit and how he's trying to minister to us, he will give us that drink. We will not ask of him, give me that living water. Her mind was still set in carnality. I love this story because it simplifies how we have to deal with our spiritual life, with our natural life. And when we can't find the balance with it, we struggle. God cannot turn the story around for us. Now, when you hear the word turn, it says to revolve. A better thought, a metamorphosis. To turn something from one stage to another. God is saying to you and I, I'm trying to turn your life at this time to another stage. The metamorphosis experience is used from the worm to the butterfly. From being nothing to something great. So where we are, even during this pandemic, all of this coral, coral and 19 virus, 
God is saying, I'm trying to turn your lives to something greater than what you once knew. Follow me now. In verse 11, the woman says unto him, Sir, thou hast nothing to draw with, she's still carnal, and the well is deep, over 105 feet deep, 9 feet in diameter, only 15 feet of water in the well. She knows it's deep. We don't have a bucket. We don't have anything to let down to get me some water. But here's where the story really turns. Are thou greater than our father Jacob? How in the world can you, Samaritan woman, put a claim on Jacob? Do you have enough sense to recognize something about Jesus? Are you greater than our father Jacob? Do you have more favor with God than he had? Therefore, watch this, himself and his children, he gave his cattle to drink here. Joseph drank from the same well. Hear me, beloved, because God's getting ready to do something in your life. The story is about to turn in your favor. Everything that you and I have gone through, everything we ever faced, God said to me, it's getting ready to turn. Follow me. Verse 13. Jesus answered and said unto her, Whosoever drink of this water shall thirst again. You keep talking about this natural thing in life. God said, listen, it's time to let that go. Time to change your way of thinking. She had a mamarosha. Her mind just stayed on the natural thing because she had not accepted him yet as a savior. She's still in the chronology stage. Many of us are yet battling and not accepting what God is saying. Except you be as a little child, you shall in no wise enter into the kingdom of God. Get a childlike mind with God. That means to accept what the parents say without struggling, without fighting with it, without debating with it, without trying to rationalize it. Just accept it. A child will accept what the parent says. Who should ever drink of this water? Watch this. That I shall give him shall never thirst. But the water that I shall give him shall be in him a well of water springing up into everlasting life, bubbling. He said, I'll give you the power of the spirit of faith. I'll give you love. I'll give you hope. I'll give you joy. I'll give you holiness. And I'll give you happiness. This water will continue to bubble up in your mind. Why? Because the story is turning. Seems like we've been living in defeat as children of God. And God said to me, tell them the story is for the turn. What is a story? It is a message that tells the particulars of an act of an occurrence of a course of events. It describes something to you. It gives you tributes. It gives you friction. It gives you drama. All of these things we have dealt with in our life, like this woman, it gets better, beloved. 
Because the woman said unto him, Sir, give me this water that I thirst not, neither come to this well and draw again. I don't need to come here. Now her mind is beginning to wonder, what is this kind of water? Have you ever asked yourself a question, what is it that God really wants for me? What is it that God really has for me? If you made it to that question, and you having that dialogue with yourself, you are a candidate for the turning of a story in your life. What's getting ready to happen, beloved? It's going to change the course of history. God for the cause of saints of God to arise from the ashes of security. And they're getting ready to proclaim the true gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ upon this earth. If you receive any other gospel, call yourself a Maranatha and a curse. If an angel come to preach another gospel, what gospel would that be? Anything is acceptable? Yes, that is not the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. God gospel, good news to set men free from sin and bondage of hell. It is the cause them to know the holiness of God, the righteousness of God, and the directions of God. I'm excited when I read the scripture concerning the Apostle Paul. When he had an encounter on the road to Damascus. After the blind stage, after his baptism, he did not refer with flesh and blood. He didn't go set with the disciples. He didn't go set with Peter. He immediately sought the Lord. God said to me, tell them, there's a turn in the story now, meaning your life and mine. We're looking for someone to tell us, and God said, come to me. I'll speak to your heart. People running, looking for a word. People trying to get a prophecy. I got one for you. Grab 66 books called the Holy Bible and read it, and I promise you, you'll get a word from the Lord. It will be an act of turning your life. Let me get to the heart of the way, where I'm going. Verse number 16, Jesus said unto her, Go call thy husband and come hither. Why would you open the wounds up in my life, preacher? Why would you talk about the depravity and all the pain that I had? Because I got to get this guilt out of your heart, Jesus said. Either the husband had died or you left him, or you was an ill-famed woman, whatever the case may be, Jesus was not there to judge her. He was there to set her free from a hurt and a pain of a past. And I stop by to tell you, God trying to set you free from the pains of your past. So what? You had a divorce. So what? Your husband, your wife left you. So what? You're struggling. So what? You're long. So what? God is not going to forsake you, but I've got to get this wounded spirit out of you. Before the story can turn, before your life can be blessed, God's got to heal you of your childhood pain. It's not prospering you at all. Matter of fact, you keep living the life of a child. Can I grow with God? 
So Jesus brings up her pain and her hurt because he had to change her story. Then the woman answered and said, I have no husband. I know it. Don't claim you're a widow. Don't claim you're a maid. Let Jesus know the truth. She said, I have no husband. You're right. Thou had five of them. You're right. You told me the truth. You don't have one. But you have had five. And the one you got now ain't yours. I want you to stand in her shoes for a moment. Whatever the pain has been, we cannot exempt ourselves from the truth of God. God says something to us. We cannot evade it by saying something to cause your flesh to escape the wrath of correction. Every time you talk to some saying, they say, but look at them. Oh, look at that. And God said, I'm looking at you. We're trying to put things in blame where they don't belong. So God uses Jesus here to tell her, I'm talking to you. Let's go on, verse 18. Thou hast had five husbands, and he whom thou now has is not the husband. In that saying, thou true, she said, oh, you got me, Jesus. You got me. I stopped by to tell somebody this morning, your story getting ready to change. Everything in your life getting ready to change, not by your power, not by your plans, not by your decision, but by God and the almighty power of the Holy Spirit. God is getting ready to change your life. Stop fighting. Stop wrestling. Stop debating with God and just say yes to his will. Woman said unto him, Sir, I perceive that thou prophet. We've been talking about the word of knowledge. We've been talking about wisdom. This is the word of knowledge. And when the word of knowledge reveals to the heart of a person what's really going on in their life, they automatically perceive you must be a prophet or a prophetess. Because you read my mail. You're telling me about my life. Oh, I feel you, Lord. I'm about ready to get what I need to be here. Verse 20, our father worship in this mountain. And ye said that in Jerusalem is a place where men ought to worship. Oh, she's getting spiritual now. Her mind is thinking about Jesus and the prophets of old. Her mind is beginning to be transformed from one stage to another. Just like you and I, God's getting ready to turn our stories. Everything that have not been like you've been leaving God for is getting ready to happen. I dare you to say to yourself three times, I'm getting ready to receive, receive, receive. What am I getting ready to receive? I'm getting ready to receive the turning of the Lord. Ah, listen to me, beloved. I got two more characters to bring in glory. Watch how Jesus works with our lives. You and I recall the story of a man by the name of Bonamatus who was sitting on the roadside begging. 
But the crowd was there. You see, sometimes the crowd will influence you how not to praise God. But you have to remain focused to have your story turned. You have to keep your mind on what God said. Brother Maiden was in the midst of the crowd, and everybody was telling him, shut up. But he began to worship with his voice. Jesus, thou son of David, I'm not worried about what nobody else says. I'm not worried about how they think. I'm not worried about how they feel. All I'm trying to do is to reach Jesus. And if you keep on like Brother Maiden, your story will turn. Your change will come, and God will bless your life. Mother made this crowd out so that Jesus stopped and the crowd got silent. Because when Jesus called you and I, he's calling us to turn our story, to change the events that are happening, to take out the drama we don't need, to take out the problems we don't deserve. Mother made us stood there in the presence. He said, what do you want? He said, I need to see, Lord. Brother made us receive his eyesight. I don't have to tell you how much joy he had. If you just close your eyes and let him remain closed for two or three days, when you see the light again, you rejoice. Brother made us was happy. You know why he was so happy and ecstatic? He had the gift of God given to him. Like this woman, that's what turns our story. Here in my last one, and I'm out of here. Jesus in Mark chapter 5 leaves one shore to another. And he goes to, get to a place called the nursery. And there he walks the shore heading to a graveyard. And there was a man that bowed in the graveyard. He had an unclean spirit in him. And Jesus went up to approach him. Those that were around had witnessed this man is crazy. The chains cannot hold him. Feathers are broken off of him. He got the power of 10 or 12 men in him. Jesus began to approach him because he's getting ready to turn his story. The man is full of demons. The Bible said he had an unclean spirit. But when Jesus asked the man what was his name, the devil spoke out and said, my name is Legion. Many of us have been fighting legions all of our lives. You may not have been possessed, but we've been on the battlefield of fighting them. But I stopped by to tell you, God is getting ready to turn your story. Legion looked at Jesus, and Jesus looked at them. There was a standoff between the holiness of God and the unrighteousness of the devil. And Jesus said to Legion, it's time to get out of this life. I'm trying to tell somebody, it's time for your life to turn. It's time for you to praise God. It's time that you do the will of God. It's time that you Except what God said to him. Legion left him. Every demon walked out. And they found hogs to live in. The hogs could not handle it. So they ran off a cliff and drowned. 
But now Jesus looking at a man that's been bound, man that have lost everything, man that is a derelict, but the story is turning. Uh, we may have been in down, but now we're being lifted up. We might not have had all what God promised, but I promise you, after today, beloved, God is getting ready to overflood your life. He's overflooding your bank account. He's overflooding you with joy. Legion said, I'm a new man now. Devil is gone. He's clean, full of the Holy Spirit. He said, I want to follow you, Jesus. And Jesus said, go home and preach the gospel. The compassion of God was shown to him. But here's how the story turned to make you and I understand that God would not forsake us. There was a man there by the name of Jairus in that same dialogue who came in that same crowd. Jesus had to go back on the other side. The crowd were waiting. When he approached them, Jairus, the ruler, Fell to his knees, worshiping Jesus. Said, my little daughter, oh, God, is on the point of death. Come and lay your hands on her. One writer says she was already dead. Jesus looks at him, speaks a word. But then somebody intervened in the life of Jairus. It was a woman that we know in the issue of blood. For 12 years of struggle. How long have you struggled? How long have you been waiting on God? Today is your day. I say receive it. Today is your day. Your story will turn today. This woman in the crowd as well. It's always the crowd that's trying to influence you. Not to walk closer with God. It's always a crowd trying to stop you from worshiping. It's always a crowd that's trying to stop your praise. There must be a turn in your story. There must be a change in your events. This woman is desperate. I have to have a healing. I don't have no more money. I done paid all the doctors I can pay. Have you ever been in that crossroad? I'm tired, I'm tired, I'm sick and tired of being tired. And you have to get with the crowd and let the crowd know you got to move. I got to touch Jesus. If I got to crawl on the ground. If I got to lose all respect for myself, I will reach him today. I need a turn in my story. When she grabbed hold to his garment, I'm quite sure she raised from the ground and looked at Jesus in his eyes, eyes full of holiness and compassion, eyes with mercy and grace in them, eyes with long-suffering, eyes that said, I'm here, daughter. What is it that you need? Let me turn your story today. Who touched me? She said, I did, Lord. I've been sick for 12 years. I've been struggling to make ends meet. I need a change in my life, God. You hold now, woman, go home. 
Y'all follow her through the crowd, trying to make herself home, trying to get back to her family with the good news. I want somebody under the sound of my voice before the day is over. God going to start blessing you. God going to start turning your story. Call me apart and say, God is doing it in my life. She had to hurry up and get home. Come on, get through the crowd, girl. Come on, let them knock you around. But you got one in ten. I'm going home and tell her husband, my story has changed. My life has changed. God has healed me and delivered me. I can see the joy in that house. I can see the children jumping and shouting. I can see husband crying and said, my God, my family is restored again. When God turns a story, he turns it for the ability no satire, for the right to give him the glory. And that woman went home clean. That man left the graveyard free. Jairus got home and his daughter was healed. I'm trying to tell somebody, like the woman at the well, there's a providence of God. And today I declare by the word of God, your life will turn today. I want 20 of y'all to accept that right now by saying, I receive it, Jesus, I receive it, Jesus, I receive it. Don't let no devil of hell come and try to steal that. The same John that writes to us had to have the heart of God. Not only was Jesus entrusted with his mother, but he was the only disciple that stood at the foot of the cross when they crucified the Lord. Love has no distance to it. Love goes all the way. And that's the love of Jesus Christ. That's why he died. That's why he came to change our story. To cause a turn to happen. Listen to me, Kelsey. Before Jesus got through with the woman at the well, her life had changed. It changed so she immediately became a tool for the kingdom. She ran back to town and began to confess and proclaim the gospel of Jesus to them. Many came to see. Let me see what you're talking about, girl. They followed him. I'm closing with this. When the gift of God is given to you and I, that's the Holy Spirit. Revelation 21 and 6 says it this way. And he said unto me, it is done. I am Alpha and I am Omega. The beginning and the end. I will give unto him that is a thirst of the fountain of the water of life freely. You see, when we accept God's will freely, we accept the turn in the story. I'm excited about 
how life is going right now. Why are you so excited about it, Apostle? Because I see the hand of God greater than I see the problems on the earth. And if you take your eyes over all the events that we have gone through and put your eyes on God, you too will become excited that there's a turn in your story. You too will become excited about how God's getting ready to bless you. Say, I receive it, I receive it, I receive it, I receive it. No longer shall I go around moping. No longer shall I be talking downward with doubt. My mind has been made up because there's a revolve and an agitating, there's a turn in my mind. And I believe what God says. When God says a thing, beloved, it will never return unto him void. The Bible said he will hasten to perform that word. A story can be a tribute, a friction, not really true. Sometimes the devil will bring stuff to you and I to make you think that God doesn't love you. Things is not going to happen. He's trying to evade in your story. He's trying to make doubt part of your story. Faith came alive in this woman after she recognized that Jesus was a prophet. She had a seventh man given to her life, and that was Jesus. Now perfection turns her story. You see, the power of the Holy Spirit is the gift of God that God is trying to get you and I to hear, and if he to, that he can turn your story. All through the Bible, God had to turn the stories of men. Moses' account, he turned it. Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, Ruth, Naomi, Esther. He had to turn their stories to show you and I, you are walking more in victory than you are in defeat. Say with me again, I receive it, I receive it, I receive it. My story is turning. My life will become a light. The epitome of what God has called me to do. I'm looking at three of you all right now. Saying to yourself, Lord, I really need this change. Just receive it, receive it, receive it. Somebody's body is being healed now in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ as I speak pain you just left. God's calling for the saints of God to stand as soldiers now. But no doubt, no waver, no unbelief. I know that I know my story is turning. From this day forward, I decree and declare and I prophesy over one on the sound of my voice. 
your story from the change. You that's been searching for a husband, knock on your doors. Say, Apostle, I've heard it before I heard it. Yeah, but have you received it? Many hear the word, but they never receive it. Today I decree it falls into good ground. And it will bring forth fruit. God's name will be glorified and edified in this earth. There's a turn in your story today. Like a woman went to the well just to get a drink of water. She found more than water that day. Found eternal life. I pray that you find that. I pray that you don't wrestle with God anymore. I pray that you accept the will of God. I pray that you hear the voice of the gift of God, which is the Holy Spirit. This John that wrote this was used so powerfully. Right after the day of Pentecost, guess who worked the first miracle at the church? Peter and John. Book of Acts chapter 3, they went to the temple to pray. A man lame, sitting at the gate of beautiful. They said, man, look, we need some money. He said, man, I ain't got no money. Seven gold have I none, but such as I have, give I unto thee. The man's life story changed. It was a turn for him that day. What I have? Well, he said, what you got, man? Give me what you got. He said, I got Jesus. And when you have Jesus, that's all you need. The story will turn. Father, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, I thank you for turning our story. Today, lies are changing. There will be no more guilt. No more struggle of the past. No more doubt. Disbelief if God loved me. If God freely have given Jesus to die, how much more would he do for you if he accepted? I receive it, I receive it, I receive it, Lord. May the testimonies come back. My story have turned. I feel the joy of God. I know that blessings are falling even now upon me as I speak. I feel the faith growing. I, I feel it leaping and jumping inside of me. I know God's with me. And I know that I am more than a conqueror now. And I can give his name the praise that's due to him. He is my Lord. And he is my king. There's a turn in your story today. I want you to say it again. I receive it, Lord. I receive it, Lord. I receive it. Walk under the power of his salvation. Hey, beloved, I love you. I got so much more to say. I've been studying all morning, four days this morning. I've I just been commuting with God and communion with him. I want you to be blessed. I know today is the first Sunday. We didn't go to the house of God. I'll see you on second Sunday, God's willing.
and I'll have the Lord's Supper prepared for you. But I want you to do something for Apostle. I want you to stand in the midst of your house or wherever you are, your car, your bathroom, your closet, your bedroom, and just say, Day, the story changes. Today it turns for my life. Say, Lord, I receive it, I receive it, I receive it. And whatever you've been petitioning God for, make room for it. You know, we used to say when a woman was waiting on her husband, she would go home and prepare a house for one. But the saints forgot that because they didn't understand the power of speaking things not as they are, but though as they wanted them to be. So if they wanted it, they would go home and clean out a space in the closet for his clothes, his shoes, put a space on the toothbrush holder, and put his robes there because God does not lie, and God will not lie. So we spoke things, not as they are, <clears throat> but though as we wanted them to be, excuse me. They don't do that no more because they just don't have that kind of faith. But you that are listening to me, whatever you are confessing, prepare for that thing. Want a new house? Go buy a set of keys. Go get you another key today. Say, this is the key to my new house. Want a new car? Go get a key. And say, this is the key to my new car. Somebody say, well, I want some money. There's nothing too hard for the Lord. Then go get a bank account and open it up. Say, this is the bank account, God, I'm waiting. And God will fill it. You've got to have that faith because guess what? The story turns today, and I believe you have it. I believe you. So stand wherever you are sitting, wherever, and said today it turns for me. My story turns, and I am blessed. I receive it. I receive it. I receive it. If you're not saved and you're in the sound of my voice, I want you to ask Jesus Christ to come into your heart. Tell him, Lord, I am a sinner. I have sinned. God, forgive me. I repent. Come into my heart, Jesus, and save me. Wash me in your blood. Turn my story. And I'll live for you, Lord, the rest of my life. Just as simple, beloved. And the devil feared those words because he knows that confession is powerful. I receive it, God. I receive it. I receive it. Let God minister to your heart the rest of the day. Some of you all need to just meditate. Don't get on the phone. Don't call nobody. Just, just take about 30 minutes after the service today. Just meditate on God. Let God know you love him. Tell him, God, I've been, I've been a little slow for this. God, I haven't told you how much I love you lately. I know I haven't met you often in prayer like a should, God. But hey, God, I'm here today and I'm repenting. Turn my story, Lord. I receive it, God. I receive it. I receive it. And I know from this day forth, the blessings of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, and Jesus Christ is upon you. Walk in the power of his salvation. Run in the grace of God. Hey, beloved, I love you. 
All of you in a solemn voice, you know what to do with your tithes and offering. We have to do that. Uh, we are getting ready to try to make forward to go into the new church. I'm praying extremely hard about what to do. And you know when you're praying for directions, the enemy tries to fight you in every way. And everybody got an opinion. I received it. And I bless you. Thank you for your opinions. But that don't mean anything to a man or woman of God when they're seeking God. They need to hear the voice of God. So I'm asking you to pray for apostle because we need to go forth need to get you back in the temple of God, but I'm not going to get you there unsafe. I'll do all I can with the help of the Holy Spirit to get you where God have you to be. And if you have to continue on on prayer line and parking lot, then, hey, we'll do that. I'm not afraid. Hey, I don't care about no building. I don't care what we've done. I don't care the conversation we've had. If God says shut all that down, hey, we're going to shut it down. So when we start moving, guess what? We'll move back. But he ain't said that. So you have to pray intensely that God will speak to apostle. All what you say and doing is good, it's great, it's fine. I love that. I appreciate God for all of you. But if I don't hear the voice of God even out of your mouth, now if you talk and it's God, I hear his voice, I'll know what to do. Not at a crossroad of not knowing, just at the crossroad to keep you safe, keep you out of harm's way. I don't want to bury anybody. You all that know Apostle know that's part of my ministry. I've never, never enjoyed doing burying anyone. But I know that day will come for all of us. But I don't want to put you in harm's way. So let's be prayerful. Please, ma'am, please serve fast this week, two days like you're supposed to. Read the three chapters. Do some praying. Supposed to be doing two hours of prayer. Hey, you get up four day in the morning, knock that out. You can get up one hour in the morning, one hour in the evening, one hour at noon. You can get it done. Just pray. Ask God to give you the spirit of prayer wherever you are driving. They just start praying, and God will answer. Amen. Hey, I love you all. do love you. I miss you. I'm praying that God will reunite us all at the appointed time. It is coming. Let's prepare our heart to do great things for the window. Ministry open up in the house of God. Their souls will be saved. You don't have to wait to church to do that. You can start witnessing where you are. If some of you all are still on the top, hey, be a light. Be a light and show Christ. And I believe God will win many into the kingdom. And when we go into the house of God, hey, we're going to go in there with strong because you've done the will of God. Hey, I love you. I'm praying for you. Call Sister Sarah. Let her know about your tithes and offering. Uh, and on the app. You know the app. I love you. Pray for Apostle and family. Pray for you all. God bless you. I'm out. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.